to reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Open my eyes to see you, to see you as you are. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Father, reveal yourself to us. Reveal yourself to us today. Reveal yourself to us today. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Oh. Um, Abigail, um, sweetheart, can you come here? Yeah, Dano, come to the front. Leno, you guys come here. Leno, come here now. Thank you for coming, for skipping your training to come. I appreciate. Thank you all. It's so nice seeing you guys here. Are you guys not looking so beautiful? Oh, so beautiful. How many of us have had sex before? Put up your hands. Don't be shy. I've had, and I was, so it's wrong. I've had, and I was not married, and it's wrong. And um, God did not kill me. <laughs> so, okay. Just in your mind, okay. How many of you have had sex in your mind? Answer it in your mind. Then, there's something that is sweeter than sex, than um, than switch, than life, than what do you like, Abigail? What do you like? Than bodybuilding.com. <laughs> huh? Than food, than that, yes, than cake. There's something that is sweeter than cake. There's something that is sweeter than modeling, than fame, than money, than a lot. I know when you're in school, I remember one time you put up something that so much people send you a lot. I forgot how this thing went. Eh? <laughs> so that you get a lot. There's something that is sweeter than a lot. There's something that is sweeter than life. There's something that is sweeter than switch dance, than switch, than, than your parent, than your sibling, than your boyfriend, than basketball, than transcribing, than gaining admission into the university, than rap. Than making money, than drums, than paintings, than your passion. There's something that is sweeter. And that's what I'm introducing to you guys. We're going to be taking that series. Like last week, we really dwelled, not last week, the whole of maybe last month, we dwelt on honor. Right? Right? How many of us that series helped us to 
start recognizing value, you start recognizing value, you started, you, you became a better person at least, as in you became a better person. We said there were three things about honor. Number one is to what? Is to discern, that's recognize, you code it. Number two is to, uh, you celebrate it, you celebrate it. You celebrate value. When you see value, don't, because nothing just happens. That means when you go to a farm and you see that a corn is growing there, corn does not grow by accident. Hope you guys know. What grows by accident is weed, grass, the one that you don't want. That's what grows by accident. But if you see something that people are putting effort, if you see something that is growing and is doing well, somebody put in effort, nothing just happens accidentally. You didn't just stand up and come here. Or you didn't just stand up that you were coming here, then all of a sudden you just started wearing your clothes, you, your lip gloss, you just, it just came like that because you were coming here. No, you took an extra effort to put on that chain, this fine A chain you put on. You took an extra effort to put it on. So when you see value, appreciate it. Are you guys getting me? Huh? So, and the last one, we now said you should do what? You should reward it. You reward it either with your time, with appreciation, with, um, with your money. Reward it. Don't just take it for granted because if you do, you will never... See, I'm teaching you guys to be extremely successful in life. If you don't want to be successful in life, as in when I mean successful, I'm not saying have one car, you're working in a job, they're paying you one million, your children are taken care of, they go to school that they want, that's all. It's just you, yourself, and I. I'm talking about a success that you will be a blessing to the world, that nations and generations will eat from your resources, not just your family and you alone. These things I'm telling you make you great. Like I said, what makes someone becomes a doctor is by going to a medical school and attending classes. That's why attendance is very important. That's why sometimes your lecturers, they, mark, they don't even give tests, they mark attendance. Why? It was of recent I now discovered why they are, why they so value attendance. Because no matter how you even come and sit down in that class, and you are not even paying attention there's something that happens to you as they speak. There's something you become. There's something about words. That's why there's a difference between someone who don't attend classes and write an exam than someone who attended the class and wrote their exams. There's always a difference. Are you guys getting me? Then are you hearing? So what I'm attempting to do to you guys is Romans 12, 2 that you will not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You will not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm trying to renew your mind to tell you that you are better than who you are right now. There's something sweeter than wine. Today I was just worshiping God in my in my in my office and i was just i was just i just felt the holy spirit just tap me and say jerry spend time with me i was praying in tongues so i was praying 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 in tongues but there was just this dissatisfaction inside and i just knew that the holy ghost wanted me to just spend time with him and how do you spend time with him i just stay 
you know how you spend time with your babe? Oh, Holy Spirit, you are beautiful. You are sweet. You are smiles. And I could see him smiling and all. And I was just singing love songs, singing. And I felt that burden just lift from me. I just knew he wanted me to spend time with him. I'm telling you, that moment, I cannot trade that moment for, for silver or gold. It was what more than the world to me. It was what more than switch. It was what more than 20 billion US dollars. I couldn't have traded that moment for any other thing in the world. There's something sweeter than crack. I've done crack. I've done weed. I was telling him, this thing I'm enjoying with you right now is sweeter than sex. It's sweeter than weed. I, you remember, I used to get, it's sweeter than wine. It's sweeter than beer. It's sweeter than clubbing. It's sweeter than switch conferences. It's sweeter than switch rap, switch dance. It's sweeter than church. It's sweeter, it's sweeter. There's just something about you having that one-on-one -on -one with the Holy Spirit. And when you do, there's nothing it won't give you. Nothing. Is it, you don't, like I've told you guys, you don't, you don't become successful by chasing after material things. You will never be successful like that. You don't become successful by, 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 by chasing after money. You will never get money like that. Ask your parents. If you have the Holy Ghost, you have everything. If you have his presence, if you covet his presence, you have everything. If you covet him and say, Jesus. Okay, Romans chapter 2. Okay, let's... Okay, I didn't teach you how to go to the Amplified. Okay, I didn't teach you that. Okay. Romans chapter 2 verse 2 say, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. <coughs> that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So this month, we'll be focusing on what I call identity. Identity. I want you guys to know who you are. It's important you know where you're coming from. Like last week, I was talking to them. I said, some of you were born... Um, how many of you are... Any of you heard of Second World War? You've heard of Second World War? Nobody. You see? Okay, just one person has heard of two persons. Second World War. But there was something like Second World War that happened. But you don't know. But what happened during that Second World War is affecting the way you live right now. But you don't know. Because you were just born into, um, you were just born into, in the middle of civilization. You just came in like that, without knowing what has happened before. But I'm telling you guys that there were things that happened before you were born. And if you don't know those things, there's no how you can make progress in life. Like, the way you don't know about that Second World War, 
there is something about there was one time when in the beginning genesis chapter 1 verse 1 the bible said in the beginning god genesis 1 1 in the beginning god in the beginning god in the beginning god in the beginning god go to genesis 1 1 in the beginning god genesis 1 verse 1 all right in the beginning god prepared formed fashioned and created the heavens and the earth the fact that you were not there doesn't mean that this did not happen the fact that you were not around when the second world war or the first world war happened didn't mean that it did not happen and i've told us about a law of representation that when buhari is the president of nigeria right huh he is if he goes to the uk and he speaks who is he speaking for huh nigerians whether what he spoke you agree with it or you don't he's speaking on behalf of all nigerians are you guys getting me that's how it is too because sometimes we want to say eh, what adam did adam um, mm, mm, mm. when adam was doing that in the bible say all of us were in adam all of us so that means there, there were things that was done before you came into existence that if you don't really know about them it will affect your eternal destiny it will affect your lives things has happened even in your house in your family patterns so you discover you look oh my god you look in your family you discover one barricade of poverty you just know your your, your parents they, they have just middle class they didn't they didn't rise to some it's not the kind of life you you see you know right now you are, you are young people we are full of possibilities we want to explore the world there's just so so many things bubbling on our inside Part of the things we are helping you do in Switch is to tell you that those dreams and those aspirations you have on your inside is possible. But you need to know that in the beginning, God. So how do you start your day? How do you begin your life? How? In every beginning, God, 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 God. Abigail was giving me a testimony today of how some, oh my God, see, this thing is real. In the beginning, God, he prepared, he fashioned, he formed, and he created heavens and the earth. In the beginning, before your father and your mom came together, they came, God had already God has a plan for you. He fashioned you. He crafted you. He knew that for Abigail to come into this world, Abigail is supposed to be fair, not too tall. She should, I should give her excuse so she will know how to dance a little because it's that dance that will lead her to switch. And God knew. I... 
John chapter 1, verse 40. Let's see something. Let me show you guys something. And I want to tell you guys that you guys coming into Switch and coming into here was never a coincidence. It was divinely orchestrated. I'm telling you, divinely orchestrated. It was never a coincidence that you came here. See something. John chapter 1, verse. Okay, let's start from verse 43. John chapter 1, John chapter 1, verse 43. John 1, 43. Okay, see it. The next day, Jesus desired and decided to go into Galilee. And he found Philip and said to him, Join me as my attendant and follow me. Next verse. Now Philip was from Bethsheba of the same city as Andrew and Peter. Continue. Philip sought and found Nathanael and told him, we have found, we have discovered the one Moses in the law and also the prophet wrote about Jesus from Nazareth, the legal son of Joseph. Continue. Nathanael answered him, Nazareth, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Can any good thing come out of switch? Can any good thing come out of your life? As people written off on you, and they just thought nothing good can come out of your life. Nothing good can come out of switch. Nothing good can come out of that your family. Nothing good can come out of that your education that you're pursuing. Nothing good can come out of it. Hear what he said. Because there, there are people who doubt. When you invite them, they let them come. They will tell you, can anything good come out of switch? Here. And what did he say? Philip replied. What did he say? So when you invite people to switch next time, and they say, just tell them to come and see. And when they come, they will really see. That is just more than this dance. It's just more than these people coming to rap and all. There is, there is something more. Continue. Next verse, 47. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said concerning him, See, here is an Israelite indeed, a true descendant of Jacob, in whom there is no guile nor deceit, nor falsehood, nor duplicity. Continue. Nathanael said to Jesus, How do you know me? How is it that you know these things about me? Jesus answered him, Before, before, before ever Philip called you, before ever your parent formed you, before ever maybe Felani or whoever invited you to switch invited you here. Before them, Leo found you in that place that you were um, going for exercise. Before that, Gabriel called you and told you that there's something. Before Stephen invited you to switch or um, Alfred did. Before I came and told you about switch. Before whoever told you about it. Hear what he said. He said, before ever Philip called you. When you were still under the fig tree, I saw you. He had his eyes on you. He did. See, ba. See. See. Before you were formed 
before your mom and your dad came together to have sex, God already had thought about you. He knew you. He planned that you were going to come through that family you came through. It was divinely planned. So don't envy people who are, you say, ah, I wish me, I came from um, um, Dangote's home. Dangote's home, blah, 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 blah. all those things are rubbish. God actually had you in mind. Before you were formed from your mother's womb, he knew you. Let's go to Jeremiah 1. Let's see something there. I want you guys to see this thing and believe this thing. Because in the beginning, God. So you can't have a beginning without God. God, there was somebody who thought about you, who designed your life and brought you here. So there's no beginning without God. And I'll be wicked not to tell you. Jeremiah 1, verse, let's start from verse 4. Jeremiah 1, verse 4. Let's see that. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Jerry. My name is not Jeremiah. My full name is Jerry, as in like Jerry. So some people used to call me, is it Jeremiah? It's not Jeremiah, it's Jerry. Okay. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Jerry, saying, saying, continue. Before, before, you've seen this thing again. Before I formed Ella in the womb, I knew and approved of her. Let me tell you about the sperm cell. The sperm cell has over one million, and what do they even call those things? But the sperm cell has over, as in, has over one million spermatozoa, as in, I'll just put it like that, that would have fertilized your mother's egg. It is the first one that gets to the egg that formed you. That means even life has always been, you, you, before you were even born into this world, you are a winner, you are a, because you, you won over one million other people who were racing to get in, to fertilize that egg, and you were the one that came out. Ooh. So who told you you are not a winner? You are a winner right from birth. The fact that you came, you are a winner. You are a champion. That's who you are. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart. That means we all, you existed before you came in as flesh. There was, you came from somewhere. You did not just appear. You are not an animal. You didn't just appear. You existed somewhere before. I get him. You existed somewhere before. With God. Genesis 1 1. Don't go there. All right? And set you apart, consecrating you. And I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. This prophet here means a spokesperson. So that means there's something that God puts you on earth to do and to be, to be and to do. Hmm? Let's go to verse 6. Then said I, the Leno now said, eh? 
Lord God, behold, I cannot speak o yege, for I am only a youth. Some people say, only a youth copper. I'm only a teenager. I'm only a child. I can't speak. Hear what God told him. But the Lord said to him, Say not, I am only a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I shall send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. That's why I keep telling you guys, don't ever deceive yourself that you are still a child. You are not, God doesn't see you as one. You existed somewhere before you came in. It's just like Jesus Christ who came in the flesh. He had always been with the Father. But he had to come in the flesh, enter the womb of Mary, and grew as a child. Until um, 33 and a half years when he died and he went back. So you came from somewhere. That's the place I'm trying to, that's the identity. That's what we'll be, we'll be um, dealing with in Switch this month. It's a serious identity. Don't miss it. Because you need to know where you came from. You didn't come from Bino State. You didn't come from Cross River. You are not from Kogi State. You are not from Bino State. You are not from Abuja. You are from heaven. You, were all, you have always been with God. It's a foundation you need to understand. You have always been with God. And he loves you. He loves you. Um, let's see Psalms 139. Identity. Who are you? I'm trying to tell you who you are. I'm trying to tell you who you are. Who you are. Who you are is very important. Psalm 100 and Psalm 109. Psalm 139. 139 verse 1. Psalm 139 verse 1. Let's see that. Psalm 139, verse 1. Psalm 139, verse 1. All right. Oh, Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. He knows you. You know my down-sitting and my uprising. You understand my thoughts afar off. You, you stiff and search out my path and my line down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, still unaltered, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have beset me and have shot me in between and before, and you have laid your hand upon me. Continue. Your infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. You see, his knowledge is infinite. We can't, there are some things, last week I was telling you, some people were like, who created God? There are some things you, you, his knowledge, God is so deep that you can't know all of God. 
in a lifetime. 100 years, 70, 80 years is too short of a lifetime to know God. That's why even after we leave... Okay, let me be, actually be correct. Even after we are taken up to heaven because we will finally come here, we will keep knowing God. We will keep knowing God for eternity. And the more you know him, the more you want to know him. Because you can't know all of him. It's just like an elephant, a big elephant. You know, if you've never seen an elephant before, I will close your eyes. I will say, touch an elephant. You've never seen an elephant. You touch an elephant and you touch the leg. If they ask you to describe an elephant, how will you describe the elephant? Hmm? No, you've never seen an elephant before. They just act, you just they close their eyes and they now say, touch an elephant. And you maybe you touch the you touch the hand, the hand was like this. How will you describe the elephant? Hmm? You said? No, you've not seen it now. Thank you, it's one. Thank you. Because that's what you touched. If another person touched the horn, you say the elephant is like um like a horn, it's bent, like and the person can die. Because he felt it, he touched it. He said, No, 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 me, I touched an elephant. An elephant is like a horn. Mm, it's like a horn. There's nothing you can tell me. If another person touched the hair of the elephant, you'll be like, No, elephant is hairy. As in that's how elephant, that's how they are. Why? Because that's the part you touched. God is that deep. That's why we know him in parts. There's a dimension of God I know that you don't know. But it's the dimension I know I'm trying to teach you guys right now. There's a dimension you know of God that I don't know. That's how deep he is. That's what the Bible said in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17. We'll come back here, but let's go to Ephesians 3 17. I want you guys to see something. I really want you guys understanding this. It's very, it's foundation. It's a skill for life. If you have this skill, I'm telling you, I, I told us last week, this world is a wicked place. You don't know these things, you will die. You'll be broke. You'll be poor. You will suffer sickness, suffer affliction, joblessness will ravage you. You think you are young. Just wait. It's just the beginning. I was in my office. I was hearing somebody say, ah, I resigned the job. They gave me three K at the end. I say, see, this life. <laughs> All right. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell. Settle down. Abide. Make his permanent home. In where? Your heart. May you be rooted deep in what? In love. And founded surely on what? On love. Go to verse 18. Verse 18. The next verse. That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the sense. God's devoted people. The experience of that love. What is the breadth, the length, and the height, and the depth of it? Can you go to message? You'll see one thing, MSG. MSG. Oh, that was my secondary school, MSG. Mount St. Gabriel Secondary School. Best secondary school in Benue State. So you see a place, MSG. That's message translation. I want us to read this from the message translation. MSG. You said? Have you seen it? No, from here. Just from here. Just click it. Thank you. 
Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. Verse 20. Verse 20. God can do anything. You know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your widest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by walking within us, his spirit. Go to verse 16. Go to verse 16. Verse 16. Yup, verse 16. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. Verse 17. That Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. Because he's not a demon. He's not a herbalist. He's not an evil spirit. He's not a... Uh, I don't know why I'm always using this thing, but... I remember one time I changed from really shouting at you guys. was one word I saw one day from some, one of you. That's what we learned from everybody. See, you'll be shouting at us as if we're wild animals. <laughs> and, and I thought about it. I said, God does not shout at us like that too. Why would I be? There are no wild animals. They are human beings. Oh, God, help me. Deliver me from shouting. <laughs> All right, that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him. He's not a thief. He doesn't break in. So if you don't say, Lord, come into my life, he will allow, like I said, going to heaven is a choice. Going to hell is a choice. You choose. So people don't go to hell without their consent, they actually choose that they will go to hell. That's what makes them go to hell. That is why something like, and this person did not tie his hair after serving God for all these years because the person just did one lie. One lie. Then the person now went to hell. Or the person was covering his hair because the person was not covering his hair. He was opening his hair. He was using attachment. Then God. Now, God is not a wicked God. God is a good God. Are you guys getting me? The Bible says he looks, he doesn't look at the outward appearance of man. He sees the inside. God is not Buhari. He's not Barack Obama. He's not like your father who finds fault with you. He's not. He's a good God who loves you. So what takes people to hell is not his choice because he's always at the door knocking. Leno, open the door for me. And you'll be like, sit down outside, Jay. I won't play basketball. Sit down outside now. I want to just play this. I want to play basketball. Don't come and he will, he will be there. He will be there. He will knock again gently. If you open your heart to him, he will come. If you don't, he will stay there. And the day you die and you are going to hell, he will be there. He will be weeping that you are going to hell. The Bible says he, he doesn't wish for anyone to perish. But people still perish. Why? Your choice. Your choice. The day I found out that he set me free, that I determine whether I go to hell or not. The devil cannot make me go to hell. It's me that choose whether I go there. So, and those things reflect in your daily decisions you make every day that's why he said 
I've said before you life and death. He put those options. He said, but I will advise you. Choose life so you will live. But there's death too. But if you decide to choose death, I respect you and I love you too much not to force you to do what I want. Like I was telling us about how love works. The Bible said they describe God in two words in the Bible that God is love and God is light. Now, this is the characteristics of love. For example, David loves Abigail so much because David likes light skinned girls. David loves Abigail so much, so much. He doesn't really know how to toast her. So he, he went and met some bad gangs. They now told him, Don't worry, we'll go help you back at her. See what you go do. They gave David a gun and said, Go and threaten her. Come with the gun and say, See, Abigail, I love you. As in, I love you from my heart. The, I can't control it. Even when I sleep in the night, I just see your, when so I see your smile, I just wake up and start smiling. That's how thorough that love is. But you see, if you don't love me back and marry me, you know what I will do? I will kill rejoice. I will kill that your sister. That one that is cooling in Abia or where in the east, I will locate her. I will track her down. I will shoot her. I will shoot your dad. Shoot every of your neighbor. Shoot your mom. Then shoot you and shoot myself. Will you marry me? Now, if Abigail agrees to marry David, will you call that love? Okay. So that's how God is. He won't force you. That's why he put the, um, the, the tree of the good and evil in the garden. And when Eve wanted to eat, he didn't rush there and shouted at Eve like a wild animal. it. He didn't, he didn't do anything because why? He respects your will. So, Eve went there, ate the fruit, gave it to the husband, ate the fruit. After everything, the Bible said, God came in the cool of the evening. And he called out, came normal. He knew what happened because from Psalm 139, where we're reading from, you see, he even knows your thoughts from afar off. And he said, Adam, where are you? And Adam went to hide. Because Adam went to hide. And God still came. And he said, where are you? Adam said, ah, I'm naked, I cannot see you. He said, ah, ah, now what for you? Now, what was God's response to him? Huh? How, who told you? That means the information I gave you, somebody else came and gave you a contrary information. Who told you you are a human being? Who told you that you will be broke or you are cursed or you are possessed? Who told you that you will not make it in life? Who told you? When I've told you that in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, that's what I told you. Who told you that you, sickness will never leave you. Who told you that you will not get married to the right man? 
who told you that you won't have a, who told you that you won't have child? Like, I remember one time in school, one girl came and met me. She had done so many bad things. And she came and said, Kai, sir, Jerry, I'm just scared I will not give birth. I'm like, who told you that? Because that's not what the Bible said. The Bible said, um, we'll leave inheritance for our children, children, right? That means you have children. Because if you don't have children, how will you leave inheritance for children, children? The Bible said there will be no one barren in the land. So who gave you that information? And she was like, because of maybe her past, how she had left, she just feel, she just cared that she will not be, she will not give birth. I pray to her, and today she's married, she has given birth. Why? What, what, not just pray with her. I told her that that information she had is not true. Wrong information. So how does the devil deceive us and corner us? Is information. So he comes and he tells you that, ah, you're younger now, flex. <laughs> flex. Flex. Why the Bible say, don't forget God in the days of your youth? forget that thing when i old now their time they don't live their life now their time now not my time so my just flex no worry oh. i go flex so then when i did 40 i could just give my life to christ you will suffer no you will you will, it, will, it might ever actually happen for you like that but you will suffer because there are some things when you start pursuing god from your youth you will hit gold. Today I was just looking at Agatha in the office. I was just saying, Kai, does she know she's privileged? Are you, you are happy working in this office, right? She said, yes. I said, don't take it for granted. Because by the time God is true with you, you will not your family will not recognize you in this generation anymore. At all. I'm so confident about that. So it's the same way I look at you guys that come for um, switch three to four. Your life will never remain the same again. Why? I'm giving you right information. This information I'm giving you can change your life, can make you change your mentality. And once your mentality is changed, the Bible says you are transformed. Let's go back to um, Psalm 1, 100, I mean 139. I think we're in verse 4 or 5 right now. 139. 139. 139. 139. Psalm. Yep. You know when I leave and when I get back, I'm never out of your sight. To your, to your reassuring presence coming and going. This is too much. Too wonderful. I can't take it all in. Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit? Be, to be out of your sight. Here. If I climb to the sky, you are there. If you go to the club, he is there. If you go to wherever, he's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. But you know what? He's not an evil spirit. That will scream at you like a wild animal. No. 
He said he will stand at the door, he will knock. If you will, will, W-I-L-L, will open the door for me, I will come in. But if you will not, I'm going to stay there gently. And the cold, the rain, the weather, whatsoever that is there outside, I'm going to just endure it, waiting for you, hoping. You know, that's how God stands in the door of so many of our hearts. Till we are 80, we are 90, he stands there and says, ah, I'm just praying that God, one day, this, she will open the door for me. She will open the door for me. So God will cajole you, cajole you, cajole you. Come to switch, come to switch, come to switch. When you come, he will talk to me. He will say, Jerry, please, help me talk to these people about me. And sometimes, I will not be bold enough to tell you guys. Because I just feel that if I start telling them about God now, they will not start saying that, hey, switch, you don't turn church. That church will invite me, come. You don't turn like this, you don't turn like this. And they will not come again. I was kind of scared. So I was saying, God, how am I going to get these people together and really tell them this thing? And one time in Jeremiah chapter 1, he told me, he said, do not be scared of their faces. I said, no, even though it's one person that comes, I will tell them the truth. If I climb to the sky, you are there. If I go underground, you are there. If I flew on morning wings to the far western horizon, like Majesty has gone to Russia now, he is there. Continue. You would find me in a minute. You are already there waiting. Continue. Then I said to myself, oh, he even sees me in the dark at the night. I'm immersed in the light. Continue. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Night and day, darkness and night, they are all the same to you. Continue. Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. You are breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. You see, you are marvelously made. doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter your height. It doesn't matter your complexion. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you stay. It doesn't matter your location. The Bible says you are marvelously made. He took our time to craft you. He took our time to make you, to shape you. And when he finished shaping you, see, he stepped back and he looked at you and said, My God, now me get up. Say you are good. So don't allow anybody to talk down on you and say, eh, I like you, but it's just the way your eye like. That person is not for you. Because why? You are marvelously made. Ah, identity. I am marvelously made. The way I feel, I feel the way I am, the way the, my height, that's the normal height any person is supposed to be. If you are taller than me, you are too tall. If you are shorter than me, you are too short. I just feel a human being should be like this. That's how you should feel too. Now, it gives me confidence. It gives me this thing. So that when I stand before tall people, I don't be saying, oh my God. <laughs> I wish you a bit taller. Hey, hey, I'm okay. I'm all right. When God finished making me, he stepped back and he said, wow, my God, Jerry. Oh God. You look good, man. Ah, I feel good, you know. After I finish making you set, I feel good, you know. Everything nice. 
So you're marvelously made. Oh. Say, tell somebody you're marvelously made. Marvelously made. Go to, go to, let's go to another translation. Let's see King James, what he said. Or Amplified. Go to Amplified. Let me see this place. Let's see this place very well. Let it sink in. Sink in. Amplified. Let it sink in. Oh, I'm marvelously made. Wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. He said, I will confess and praise you for you are fearful and wonderful. And for the awful wonder of my bet. Ah! One, that means your bet was a wonder. Ooh. That's why the Bible says angels will come and look at you and they'll be wondering. They want to learn about God from you. You know how? You know how sometimes you see some people that have not seen Oyubo then. You know how Nigerians, when we see Oyubo, we just think, wow. That's how angels come and they look at you and they're like, wow. Wow. Image of God. Made in the image and like me. You look like God. I was telling us last week, you look like God. So when angels see you, they come, they'll be like, wow. Send me, send me. I'm here. And I said, every of us have an angel that's assigned to us. And there are more angels on earth than human beings. There are more angels on earth than human beings. That means there are more angels here than we here now. Huh? So your bed was a wonder. Imagine just one small white thing, sperm, entered into a vagina, sleep into the fallopian tube, and there was one thing like blood, a egg, and it touched it. And boom, you started forming. You started forming. And the Bible said, like, we do not know how bones is being formed in the womb of a woman with child. That's how we don't know how God makes all things. You started forming. You started forming. After nine months, pa, pa, you came out. Pa, 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 and see how you are. So your bed, what? It's a wonder. Oh my God. Who can do that? Is God not marvelous? Mm. He said, Wonderful are your works, and that my inner self knows right well. Verse 15. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and consciously worked. You see, my frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret. That means when your dad and your mom were in the auto room. He said, wow, this is a good time to put in this wonderful creation I want to create right now. Pop! And it was there. Whether you were born in wedlock or out of wedlock, nobody is an accident. God planned and approved of you before you came. There is no human being on earth that wasn't approved by God. Whether your parents were married before they gave birth to you or they were not married or whatever, there's no child that is a mistake. Nobody is a mistake, okay? There's nothing like born by mistake. I remember that then in school, born by mistake. Mm -mm. There's no, nobody born by mistake. Everybody was intentionally crafted. You were in the mind of God. All right. Intricately and curiously wild, as if embroidered with various colors in depth of the earth, a region of darkness and mystery. Continue. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. 
I'm telling you about somebody that knows you more than before you even came. Some of you can't even remember when you were two years, one year, one year old. But somebody knew you before you were formed. I'm telling you about that person. God. In the beginning, God. Telling you about that person. He said your eyes, he was talking about God, that his eyes saw you, saw your unformed substance. And in your book, all the days of my life were written before ever they took shape. When as yet there was none of them. That means before you were born. No, 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 go, go back there. I want us to see that place. That means we're coming to this life to live like a movie. Because all your days. Hmm? He said, in your book, all the days of my life were written. How you will live. Okay, you will come to Cairo. Then one, you go through this place. God meticulously wrote those things down about you. That's why I said all things work together for our good or for them that love God. I was telling somebody about Joyce Mayer. How many of us have heard of Joyce Mayer? Yes. That lady was raped by her father more than a thousand times before she became 17 years old, raped by her father. Her first marriage destroyed because of that whole mentality and this thing. See what God is using her to do today. Now, that is her story. That's what she tells the world and say, if God can help me, me, see how my life was messed up. Eh? So it doesn't matter the mess you are right now. God is a, is a master builder. He's a potter who will craft those bad and do it as if it was originally his plan for it to be bad. For you to have gone through that bad stuff before he brings you into his glory so that by the time people see you, they will say, wow. See how God can change somebody. Today she's preaching going around the world telling people her story. Because the man she's married to now is her second husband. She never thought her life could make any meaning. So what have you gone through that you think you are messed up? The Bible says he will work all things together for your good. That means that this thing you felt about, okay, yeah, I re actually tried to get that job and I lost it. God will work it. He's working inside of you. So that one day... You are encouraging 15-year-olds. You are encouraging 70-year-olds. You are encouraging 20-year-olds. You say, I, I was once there. There was one time in my life that this, 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 this happened. But the thing is what made me who I am today. Truth is, the more sometimes messed your story is, the more God's hand, the more God's hand is upon your life more. So that Thursday, God, I was just here. Why did the Holy Spirit say I should be hugging people? Because he wanted to use my body to hug you. And as I hugged you guys, you felt God's presence, right? You felt him hugging you. And God told me, he said he wants to use you. That's what he said. And you'll be wondering me, how, when, why, 
He's no respecter of persons. That lady said, before she came here, she saw you singing. She was asking me, does this guy sing? I'm like, the guy sings, so how did you know? There's somebody that knows you before you were born, before you were formed. And he has your plan already in his book. Your life has already been written. So what you need to do is to come into this life and act it. Just like a script. You guys acted drama. He has written the play. You, you, you just come and act the character. So in that drama, you acted what character? Laura. So God has written your life already like a script. And you are coming to act Gloria. Ooh, there's something. There's, there's a reason God put you here. So you are coming to act Abigail in this script. So I'm acting Jerry. This is my part. I'm acting it. So you are coming to act David. But if you don't study his word, you won't know your script. You know, you, you need to, you, you, you rehearse your script, right? You need to try to memorize the lines. Yeah. So if you don't memorize the lines, if you don't know the script, how will you act out? So you are acting another person's script, which is the Bible called your adversary, the devil. So you're acting a script. Why? You don't know the script. So the Bible is the script. When you look at the Bible, you see yourself. Hmm? Right? Right? All right. Before ever they took, before ever they took shape, when as yet there was none of them. Continue. 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 How precious and weighty also are your thoughts to me, O oh God! How vast is the sum of them all! If I could count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awoke, could I count to the end? I would still be with you. Continue. Continue. Let's go. If you would only slay the wicked, O God, and the men of blood depart from me. Continue. There are wicked people, men of blood. In this uh, dispensation now, there are those Yahoo guys looking for your pint. Who speak against you wickedly? Your enemies who take your name in vain. Continue. Do I not hate them? O oh Lord, who hates you? And am I not grieved? And do I not loot those who rise up against you? Now, after the psalmist has said those wonderful things, how God sees him, he now said, Kai, this person that loves me, this person that knows me before I was one from my womb, Kai, if you hate him, I hate you. If you talk about him wickedly and the way you talk about him, do I not hate them? Continue. I hate them with perfect hatred. They have become my enemies. Search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there is any wicked or hurtful way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. We're going to stop here. I want us to pray this. Amen. 
I want us to pray this right now. I want us to bow your hair. Not just bow your hair. Look at this scripture here. Um, look at the scripture. There's a way we can put 23 and 24. Look at the scripture and read it and ask God to help you. Ask him 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 to help you. Pray. Pray. Ask him to help you. Ask him to help you. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. He ended 23. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Ask him to help you. 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 23 to 24. Ask him to help you. 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 Pretty, say, search me. Search me, O God. Search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Know my heart. I want to love you. It's just, I've not really encountered you the way people talk about you. I've not really known you are like this. I didn't know you knew me all a while. You knew these details about me. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any wicked or hurtful way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Ask him to lead you in the way everlasting. Ask him to, I, I've told you he's a gentle God. He will knock and if you don't open, if you don't ask him, he won't help. That's how he works. That's how he works. You don't ask him to help you. You don't ask him to lead you in the way everlasting. He will be there wish, praying and just praying that day that you open the door to him. He's at the door of your heart right now knocking, 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 knocking. Knocking, say, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you with your jobs. Let me help you get a job. Let me help you live that successful life. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. I can help you. I want to. I want to. I want to help you. Let me help you take that disease, that sickness away from you. Let me help with your parent. Let me help you. Let me help you get that admission. Let me help you pass that wayek. Let me help you. Let me help you. Yes, I know you could draw, you could sing, you could do this, but let me help you. Let me help amplify your voice. Let me help you get you through school. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Ask him to help you. Open your mouth and ask him. He's not a, he's not surgery who will scream at you like a white animal. No. He will come gently and say, if you don't answer him, he won't, he won't, he won't force himself on you. So open your mouth. Now, open your mouth and ask him and say, Father, lead me in the way everlasting. Help me. 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 We need your help. Help me. Help me. Don't just bow down and not say anything. Don't just bow down and not say anything. Really say it. Say it to help. Say, tell him to help you. Say, Jesus. Amen. Now repeat, repeat after me. Say, Jesus. Sweet Jesus. Reveal yourself to me. Open my eyes to see. I need an encounter. Jesus. Say it, Jesus. Jesus. 
Reveal yourself to me. Open my eyes to see. I need an encounter. Pray that in the name of Jesus in the next five minutes. Jesus, reveal yourself to us, O oh God. Reveal yourself to us, O oh God. Open our eyes to see. We need an encounter. We need an encounter. Father, open their eyes, O oh God. I know if they, they are good people, they are nice people, if they know you, they will love you, they will serve you. If they know you, if they know you, if they know you, if they know you, they will love on you. Look at them, O oh God. Help them. Help them. Help them. Help them. Help them. Help them to know you. The Bible said, if, if I don't draw you to myself, you can't come. It's him that will draw you. Say, Father, draw me to you. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name of prayer. Father, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you glory. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for switch. I pray, O oh God, for them. That as they have said, O oh God, you should reveal yourself to them. Reveal yourself to them in the name of Jesus. Help them. Help them. Those believing God for admission, give them admission. Those believing God to pass their YX, help them. Those believing God for their future, help them. Those believing God, whatsoever is their desire, whatsoever they're believing God for, I ask, O oh God, that you do it for them speedily. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I just want to say this. Buhari might be the president of Nigeria. But how many of you know? Now look at me. Don't put your heads down now. Just look at me. Buhari is the president of Nigeria. How many of you know Buhari is not your father? Huh? That means Buhari will not pay your school fees, right? Because he's the president of Nigeria. Is he obligated to pay your school fees? So it's the same way. God is the God of all flesh. But he's not the father to some people. So he's not obligated to do some things for you. I think this answers your question. This answers your question. There was a girl who came and she told me that she remembered one time she prayed to God that God should help her, heal her father, and she will serve him. And God didn't heal the father. And the father died and she was angry that she wasn't going to serve that God anymore. But I think this answers the question right now. The Bible said, there are some things he's not obligated to do for you because you have not made him your father. He's the God of all flesh. But was he your father when you spoke to him? You can't just manipulate God and use him. No. You have to have a relationship with him. It's relationship... When you have a relationship with him, you have right to demand and accept things. You can't come and meet my father to pay your school fees, right? But you have every right to tell your father that your school fees is due, let him pay, right? Yeah. So if God is not your father, you don't have any business talking to him. He won't hear you. He won't hear you. You are wasting your time. You will not get the admission. He's not a herbalist. That you will go there, he will now put one small powder here. And... 
You don't have anything to do with Abalis, but you want his charm. God is not one. So you've not made God. You've not made Jesus the Lord of your life. You've not said. Let's go to Romans chapter 10, verse 5. You've not done this. Do it now. Don't be shy. Do it now. Romans chapter 10, verse 5. Romans 10, verse 5. Romans 10, verse 5. You've not done this. <laughs> Do it now. If you have not done it, it's not obligated. All these things we just said, you are not part of it. That's the truth. Romans 10, 5. For Moses writes that a man who can practice blah, 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 which is based on the law, go to verse 6. Just continue to like get the right one. Go, 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 go. Six, go, go. Fast, 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 fast. Fast, 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 fast. Okay, okay, let's start reading from here. But the righteousness based on faith, imputed by God and bringing right relationship with him. Let's go to, says, do not say in your heart. Hmm? This thing that he's saying. Who will ascend into heaven that is to bring Christ down. Who even brought him down from heaven? God. Yes, you know God, not heaven. Who brought him down? Don't say in your heart. Or who will descend into the into the bias, that's into hell, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. Eh, okay, even though he came and he died, who will go bring him from dead? The Bible says don't say in your heart. Now, as if we could be saved by our own efforts. Nobody can be saved by no effort. Continue. But what does it say? The word, God's message in Christ, is near you. Is here today. Is near you on your lips and in your heart. That is the word, the word, the message, the basics and the object of the faith which we preach. What I just preached to you. Continue. Because if you acknowledge. Mm -hmm. and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart believe and what does it mean to believe there? Adhere to trust in and rely on the truth. What is the truth that you are relying on? Watch this. This is what makes people this is what differentiates people who are in heaven and hell. Not by their works, not by and they gave arms, they did this. All those things don't matter. They are very good Muslims who will go to hell because they didn't do this. So watch this. It's very important. This is what defines your eternal destiny. This is what defines where you spend eternity. That, okay, I'd rely on, huh? adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth. What is the truth? That God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, as simple as this thing that you believe that God raised him from the dead and you'll be saved, there are people who say, hey, I knew Jesus is a good man, he's a prophet, but he's not the Son of God. I don't believe that God raised him from the dead. That's what translates you from the kingdom of... Once you do that, this is what happens to you. Um, go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Colossians 1, 13. 
Colossians 1.13. Colossians 1.13. C-O-L 1.13. The Father, once you do that, what happens to you? The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his son. Once you do that, you are being taken from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. It's just like once you do that, you are no longer in Nigeria. You have become a citizen of the United States of America. Once you do that, you are no longer a, 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 you are no longer a tool in the devil's hands to manipulate you. You are now in God's kingdom and you are his child and he has responsibility towards you. One of his responsibilities is to take care of you, is to love you, is to protect you. He will give you all those admission. He will make your life better. He will love on you. So you've not done that. It's not, some, it's not something to be shy. Just be on your feet and repeat after me. Be on your feet now. If you're not sure, you've done that before, but you're not sure, but just do it now. 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 Now is the time. Faith. Now. Faith is. Do it now. So just be on your feet and repeat after me. Forget about any other person. Now. Now. Do it now. Be on your feet. Do it now. Do it now. Put your hands on your chest. Put your hands on your chest and do it now. 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 There's something about standing up. You took a step of faith. Mm? So don't just sit down in your heart and say, okay, I'm sitting down and I'll just put my hand. I'll just sit. It don't work like that. Stand up and do it now. As in, stand up. Take a step of faith and stand up. Put their hands on your chest and repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Say it loud. Lord Jesus. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. Father, I come to you today and I give my life to you in exchange for yours. Thank you, Jesus, because I know I have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. I am saved. I am born again. And so, therefore, Satan, take your hands off me. I no longer belong to you. I belong to Jesus. He's my Lord. He's my King. He's my God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's celebrate. Let's put hands together. Hallelujah. Celebrate. Be happy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. to stop this thing.